Hey guys, welcome to All About The Game. Today we have former India number no. 1 men's tennis player Harsh Mankar with us. He was also the NCAA Division 1 National Singles Tennis Champion and the number no. 1 ranked US Collegiate Singles Player. Harsh has represented India at the Davis Cup as well as played in Grand Slams like the Wimbledon and the US Open. He is now a tennis coach in the US. Looking forward to my interview with him. Hi, Harsh. I said, how are you? I'm great, thank you. How have you been? Oh, great. Uh, great to be on your show and uh, uh, nice to connect and looking forward to uh, discussing about uh, tennis. Sure. Thank you so much for being here. And uh, why don't you tell us how things are in the U.S. right now? Things are good. You know, I'm in Minnesota. Um, I live in uh, the Twin Cities, we call it, Minneapolis and St. Paul. Mm-hmm. Um, and of course, this year has been a challenging year out here as everywhere else uh, across the world with the pandemic. But, uh, you know, fortunately, through the summer, we've been able to uh, offer tennis lessons and programs and it's been a wonderful time for um, the juniors and, and uh, really people of all ages to be outside and participating in sport. So um, no, things have been fortunately going well through the summer and now we're going into the colder season. Sure. Um, but uh, from a sport and tennis perspective, uh, we've been fortunate to be able to play outside and, and support uh, our players and families with um, with the uh, benefits of the sport. Wonderful. So how is the reaction? I mean, when things opened up, I mean, I, I don't know uh, the different parts of, of US, like uh, I'm sure a lot of parts were, you know, quite open even from the start. So how has the response been, you know, parents sending their kids or have they taken a more uh, careful approach to it? Yeah, from what I've seen, you know, we've uh, followed all the precautions and, uh, and I think we, you know, being outside, um, a lot of families and, and, and kids have been looking to, you know, for that outdoor recreation and playing the sport. Sure. So um, gradually, as we got into June and July, more people started to get back and, um, you know, here people were being encouraged to, to stay active and, and be outside and continue to keep uh, stay healthy, you know, and uh, in terms of keeping your immunity strong and, and, and staying healthy, sport is a wonderful thing. And tennis is a, a sport that you can do, you know, socially distant. So I think most people recognize that and, um, and uh, were, you know, were very open to adopting it. And it's worked out really well. Uh, and uh, like I said, we've, our programs uh, had a successful summer and into the fall, we have lots of participation and we're able to uh, support uh, our players at, a, at an important time, you know, when, um, when health and wellness is, is such an important thing. Sure, that's, that's great. And, uh, you know, the thing, you know, what happened in India is basically things opened up a bit, in, you know, in June, July, and the monsoon season started. So the athletes, uh, you know, they, they were out for like six months, you know, apart from their indoor training and, or whatever. Well, they hardly got to play. Hardly played for the last six, seven months. Yeah, yeah. I think here from very early, um, you know, even back in March and April, I think there was enough. There was a lot of messaging around, 
you know, continuing to to be active and and stay outside and and you know go for walks and you know that that was very much at least here in Minnesota and in general. I think even across the U.S., people were going out and being outside and staying physically active. So uh, I think that was always there. Recognize that you know that's an important part of of people's lives and and the risk is quite low. And so so I think in that regard, um, you know that was, uh, we're fortunate to have that kind of an approach. Right. Um, and uh, so, so people were more, you know, open to being outside and, and, and continuing to, to have uh, a little bit of that normalcy, whatever best they could. Yeah. And I'm aware that maybe in things in India were different, you know, I have, uh, I have a mother there in India who's, um, you know, and I have a lot of family there. So I speak to them, mm-hmm. you know, every day. So I was aware that, uh, some of those uh, the, the the strictness and the tightness of things was a little bit more heavy there. Right, right. Sure, but uh, yeah, hopefully things will get back to normal soon, and we can get back to the sport in the normal way with crowds and everything. Sure. Yeah. No. Absolutely. That's the hope, mm-hmm. and I think everybody is hoping for you know the next few months to continue to improve and. Hopefully next year we'll be uh, we'll be back to uh, enjoying sport, playing sport, and like you said, going to big events and being able to watch and uh, you know enjoy the things that we love. Right. So Hush, talk to us about your journey. I mean, I remember when I started my tennis career, uh, you were at the top. I mean, we used to hear your name uh, a lot. Uh, so talk to us about your journey. How do you get started? Yeah, no, it's, uh, you know, I, I grew up in Mumbai, um, in India, and I uh, was very fortunate that, you know, I come from a sport family. Uh, my mother was in Nirupama Mankaj. She was India's number one tennis player oh. uh, for a long time, Asian champions. So uh, my uncle, Mayur Vasant, was a coach. My grandfather, um, George Vasant, was an Indian Davis Cup player. So um, I was surrounded by... Uh, international level athletes who were then into coaching. So I was very fortunate to learn the game, learn the fundamentals well, and have the opportunities to play uh, and really develop my talent. You know, my father was a test cricketer for India uh, and uh, also grandfather coming from cricket. But my father was also a big influence for me, always very supportive. I think that's one of the things I was very fortunate to have parents who had gone through the journey um, of of sport and had played at a high level and understood that, uh, you know, uh, they were very supportive, never putting more pressure on me and helping me as I as I became more serious into the sport and, you know, as I got into the under twelves and under fourteens and junior tennis in India, uh, they were very supportive, never put extra pressure and helped me through that competitive experience. So. So that was great. I also had role models, right? Ahead of in my family. Uh, and so I think I, I gained inspiration from that. My brother Mihir was playing national tennis as well. Ended up going to uh, one of the top universities in the US, uh, played tennis for the team. So uh, I was very fortunate to have good role models. And, and I think subconsciously that inspired me and, uh, and, and instilled a level of belief you know, that yes, I could also be a top player if I, if I put my best effort and, and the sky is the limit. So uh, it's interesting to think back, but you know, the environment you grow up with, uh, whom you're surrounded by and the opportunities you have, 
uh, goes a long way in uh, in inspiring you. And I I developed a strong passion for sport. Um, when I was very young, I was playing multiple sports. But then as I started getting into, you know, the teenage years, tennis was something I took up and I was playing nationally, got some international exposure. And so, uh, you know, I, I started to really believe that this could be a career for me. So that was, you know, uh, my, my early days in India. And I think in, I was very fortunate to get good coaching. Uh, there was some solid programs. The, the tennis, uh, the, the courts were right next to my school. So that was, you know, in a city like Bombay, where you spend so much time traveling and it's a very busy, intense place that, you know, I was fortunate to have the tennis courts just right opposite my school. So as soon as I finished school, I could walk across and I was on the courts. And I remember playing, you know, two, three hours every day after school. Sure. And uh, it was just so convenient. And, and then, um, so I think I got great instruction. I had a lot of opportunity to play. And the, the circuit in India too was well organized at the time. I was traveling, you know, started to play more in, in Maharashtra first in the state, mm -hmm. but then traveling across the country, uh, playing different tournaments, starting to get exposed to the world, um, you know, playing on different surfaces. I think that was great in India. I, you know, Bombay was more hard courts right. on the Western side of the country is more hard courts. But as you go to the South, you, we played a lot on clay yeah, yeah. Uh, in the northern part, in the eastern part, you know, more grass courts. So, so I learned uh, how to play on different surfaces. Mm -hmm. And we played a lot of singles and doubles. You know, we always played doubles. So I also learned uh, a lot of the skills, you know, playing at the net, uh, the strategy of the game. Um, so all these things were great about growing up in India. And I think it, it gave a very strong foundation uh, through my junior years, uh, and um, and you know, I, I'm very fortunate, you know, grateful for that. And and we can talk more about sort of the transition from junior tennis, you know, to professional tennis. But I think in terms of that junior experience, right. uh, it was wonderful. And I must say the you know the peer group that I played with. Mm -hmm. uh, I think back to all the players that I played throughout the years, under 12, under 14, I, I represented India. You know, we, we traveled abroad to, to play in tournaments. And I think back about all the players that I played against and, and the level of competition, the talent, the motivation, all of those characteristics were very high. Uh, the, the, you know, the quality of talent was exceptional. Uh, and, um, and so that also is something that, uh, you know, we all benefited from growing up there. Sure. And uh, yeah, what I liked about what you mentioned was your family support, because, you know, what we notice growing, I mean, I myself, uh, we have that thing about a backup, right, with education. Right. So we always have that at the back of our heads where, where we know that we, if we don't make it and uh, in, in India, it's going to be really, really tough. And regardless how much your parents support you, the whole family, I mean, just the, you know, the close circle, the parents, it, it's fine. But then the moment your uncle or your aunt or your grandparents start asking about your results, uh, you know, in tennis, if you're obviously, if you're at the top, it's great, but, if you're going to, you know, going up the ranks, if you're in the 
hundreds, let's say, and they start asking about your results and then you start getting that into your head and there, there it becomes such a huge mess. So yeah. that is great. Yeah, and, and I think, you know, part of my parents being uh, athletes and having gone through that journey and, you know, achieving a lot of success, uh, I think what that does to you and what I benefited from uh, as, as a child was they trusted the process. You sure. know, they, they knew that if I stayed with it and I kept working and, and the passion and interest and work ethic that I was showing, that would result in, in me getting to, that, to, that, to the higher level. So, you know, whether I won or lost, um, there wasn't a lot of short-term focus on, you know, the results. The, the results were not looked at as something to validate mm -hmm. whether I should continue. You know, there was the level of deep trust. Right. Um, and I feel the same way now too, you know, as through my journey, now I've transitioned into coaching and I work with a lot of players and you know, um, I'm a parent myself and uh, two young kids. And as I think of, you know, the opportunities that they have, sure. I think, uh, you know, being too focused on the results uh, can create a lot of pressure. And uh, in the long term, uh, you know, I, I myself trust the process a lot and things will happen, you know, and, um, and I, I think there's something to be said about supporting children in their interests and, and letting that journey unfold. There's going to be a lot of uncertainty like anything. And, and that's the beauty of it, right? You, you just got to let it unfold and, and, and support and provide the opportunity. And I think that's what my parents did for me. Sure. So I want to go a little deeper into that. When you mentioned you had you could focus on the process and not the results. I don't know about your background. Would you say it would be because you had a comparatively better financial, you know, status? I mean, your family had a, had a comparatively better financial status as compared to others. And you knew that, yes, even if you don't make it to the top, you have something to fall back on. Yeah, you know, it's a, it's a good question, but I, I think back to my conversations with my parents or interactions with them and thinking of even when I was, you know, eight, 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 nine years, maybe even older, 11, 12, 13, we weren't talking at that level of, you know, it becoming a career or not. You know, it was, it was still a, a time for me to, to grow and learn and you know, uh, you don't want to get ahead of yourself. And we didn't get ahead of ourselves trying to, you know, really define what my career was going to be and, and kind of think through rationally, you know, whether I would make it or not and what I would do. And again, I think there was a trust in understanding that sport was a big part of my life. Mm -hmm. uh, this was, I was showing that it wasn't that my parents were, you know, making me do it. I had a love for tennis. I had a desire um, to become a, a better player. Sure. And uh, it was left at that level. You know, um, I was going to school. I was doing all the things that other kids were doing. Mm -hmm. um, but of course, we understood that with the time commitment that I was putting into tennis, maybe I, you know, 
wouldn't be excelling in school and that was okay but it wasn't allowed ever to be an excuse that oh you're a tennis player therefore you're going to miss the exam right. or you're not going to go that was never in fact my mom used to tell a story where you know in her playing days she won the national title uh, and she was in college and her father you know she was asking her father if she, if she could miss the exams because she was she was training a lot and you know um, that was not allowed to be a reason to miss the exam she still had to appear right. and in fact she had to stop playing for a few weeks to really prepare right so that was the approach that that we took and you know the expectation was always that i would you know do my school work and 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 you know continue along but at the same time i think tennis was always supported and and uh, that's something that i wanted and and i think when a child is showing that level of interest it's great you know when uh, when that is supported and again allowed to kind of uh, grow and not get too far ahead of ourselves trying to think about all the repercussions and cuz frankly we don't know and you know um and also it's probably too early to be putting uh, thinking about those things sure sure and talking about education i know hundreds of athletes who you know even without putting in the same effort in their studies they end up doing equally good or if not way better than a lot of students who just focus on their studies you know obviously because of their uh, let's say focus concentration they have that uh, sharpness in their uh, brains yeah absolutely i i agree with you i think tennis you know involves so many you know areas from a mental side watching the ball you know you mentioned the concentration the focus the the thinking right you have to be sharp you got to understand how you're going to play the game how you're going to use your strengths what are the weaknesses of the opponent you know uh, there's, there's so much decision making going on uh, along with the fitness the endurance the the physical side of it so um, i always felt that and and you know myself that academics was highly complementary to tennis uh, to sport and sport to academics too uh, you know i i think back at my college days in america and uh, there uh, i felt that you know when i was training i was very focused on the training and then the school and and going to class and and all the things around the school culture was a wonderful sort of change you know so it keeps your mind fresh and um, both things complemented each other and in fact a lot of tennis players uh, in my peer group those that i grew up with and you know my brother was a generation ahead but they were you know excellent students many of them got into top universities and have built uh, you know careers in in so many fields and are excelling Yeah. and i think that uh, you know they would attribute or at least i attribute uh, a lot of uh, that sharpness you talked about being uh, developed and strengthened through through uh, you know the experience and the time you put into sport this yeah. is important for you know parents that don't come from athletic or sport background sometimes they feel there is a clash you know between right. uh, academics and sport and that one is sort of taking time away from the other or in some way you know time into tennis is going to result in uh, maybe you know an uh, an adverse impact in academics in fact it's the other way around uh, and when you think about uh, uh, skills like time management also 
being an athlete means you have to be very uh, disciplined and 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 develop the ability to manage your time you don't have a minute to waste because you know as i finished practice at 6 pm in in uh, bombay and then i had to drive back it used to take an hour and a half to get home so i'd be home at 7:30 pm now i have to have dinner i have to do homework and there's only a little bit of time so you have to manage your time really well and you understand very early that uh, time is precious and you know you don't have time to just sit around and waste sure. and uh, and it also you know kept me away from other distractions so there's so many positives from being involved in sport and i think that uh, you know a lot of people are understanding that and and there's a lot of encouragement now um towards uh, encouraging sport yeah <clears throat> definitely i mean uh, the trends have in fact really changed in india i could say and why i'm saying this is because my parents were really supportive when it came to tennis even with that amount of you know support i still had to take you know a 3 month gap for my uh, 10th board exams and then i had to take like a 3 to 4 month gap for my 12th exams and right now what we are seeing is the parents are even sending their uh kids for you know local tournaments during the board exams i mean i won't say during the board exams or even a week or two prior so i mean i, I can definitely see uh, see a huge shift in the attitude of parents right and this is uh, something that i've noticed too you know as i traveled to india uh several times a year to do tennis camps over the last few years and and when i was playing regularly traveling and spending a lot of time i think over the last 5 10 years the sporting culture is developing um uh, and you know there's a lot more uh openness uh for for even families that maybe wouldn't have taken sport as seriously before there's more openness to to having their kids play and and the understanding of the benefits i do want to stress on you know playing sport for the right reasons and the, and you touched upon this uh, earlier in your question on you know looking at results and the financial implications and so forth and i would say that you want to try to change the perspective from that type of thinking to a much broader understanding of the benefits of sport mm-hmm. you know putting the career piece aside i mean it's well known that to be a professional tennis player the you know the, it's a very small percentage of athletes that get to that level sure. and there are many reasons that you know it, it's related to skill it could be related you know it's related to opportunity some people have the skill but the opportunity is not there to 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 take their skill to the professional level it's highly competitive there are very few sports so we we know that that you know making a career in sport is is uh, you know the probability is small uh, nevertheless it's there uh, but putting that aside uh, i think understanding the real benefits of of playing tennis of being involved in tennis and and all the things we talked about how it you know gets you into a positive healthy environment you make friends you're playing a sport you're getting physical exercise you're you're developing your mental skills it's helping you as a student there's so many benefits it's a lifelong sport so i could go you know there's a long list sure. um but those are the reasons to to play sport and and i i feel so passionate now as a coach because you know part of my role is to support um people in this regard it's making an impact through sport and the impact is much bigger and broader than 
just developing champions you know that that will be there for for the segment that really wants to play at wimbledon and and aspires to even win wimbledon yes you know the the supporting them is important but for the larger uh, group um supporting a really good positive healthy experience in sport is, is transformational it can impact their life in a very meaningful way yeah. definitely definitely i completely agree with you i have another question before we you know uh talk about your transition were you always at the top uh, at the ait rankings you know in the juniors under 12 14 were you always number 1 number 2 or did you also go through phases where you were out of the 100 top 100 and then you had to struggle and make it through to the ranks yeah as i think back i you know uh, again in in mumbai and in maharashtra the the quality of tennis was high the standard of tennis was high even in the under 10s and so right. uh, you know i i was training hard i was putting in the time playing and so you you know at the under 10 i was sort of at that top level whether it's a top 5 or so and i think several of those top 3 to top 5 were also in the top 3 to top 5 of india you know or in the top 10 of india so essentially being one of the top players uh, in my state uh, was you know a level where you were one of the top players in the country mm-hmm. um that being said you know i i remember going to my first international tournament representing india and this was in uh, under 14 in hong kong uh and i was the number 3 player on the team and in fact i didn't get an opportunity to play singles or and maybe i got a few doubles in or you, you know but i i largely remember being the practice partner there and and supporting the team um and we qualified for the world group and and so you know um it it, it sort of i had to work my way up sure. and uh, then i won the national title in the under 14 i won the national title in under 16 and under 18 but the, then the competition was strong and and while i was winning tournaments there were times where you know i i was going through patches where maybe i wasn't playing as well and so that up and down is very much the the journey of most players and and you know tennis teaches you how to go through that and uh you know uh keeps you keep refining and learning and understand the value of preparation you know sometimes if your preparation is not there other things you know came in uh you understand your performance starts to suffer and so it's it's a great you know learning experience sure. um but uh you know one of the things i would say is and and now that i that i've really sort of absorbed and and what i keep relaying to my players is uh play the tournaments uh you know again the the process focus not so much on the result it's okay you won the match you won the tournament you lost the match that's fine it's going to be part of the journey the key is how did you play what did you learn um and then how do we continue to adapt the training and and improve the training because in the long term that's what matters you know uh, is the player moving forward on the journey are they improving are they getting ready for the next level ahead um and so i tend to uh, focus less on results now um and and much more on on the plan and the path for the player and keep trying to help them with that perspective great
Thank you guys for tuning in. This was part one of our three-part interview with Harsh Mankad. You could follow him and his work at www.tenniscity.com and all the other social media channels on the show notes. So see you next time.